Welcome aboard the Maya Ship Story Podcast. Time to head up to the pool bar, grab yourself a rum punch, settle in, and listen to modern day sailors tell their best stories about life at sea. Today we have actually a really special guest because we're veering out from the cruise ship comfort zone and getting into some Navy stories. And our special guest tonight is Willis Bedard. Welcome, Willis. Hey, it's good to be here. Big, big fan of the show. Uh, love, I love uh, the, the keys getting thrown off the ship story. That's probably my favorite one so far. What is oh, that, yes. Nightly Driver? What is behind your head? Michael Myers? That's awesome. <laughs> That's that's oh. my that's my next TikTok thing. I'm gonna I'm gonna wait. Two guys that are that are super into Halloween, Scott and Willis. Oh, oh, oh really? Goodness. Yeah, oh, Willis is into Halloween. Nice. Let me, let me pull it up. Yeah, he so, just so he just I made just, his own coffin. Yeah. <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah, we I actually have. Uh, uh, I used to design uh, haunted houses, big commercial haunted houses and stuff. We used to go get um, real used uh, oh nice oh wow oh, i dig it yeah that's yeah <laughs> we used to wow. go get okay this is weird and i'm sure they're haunted but they were used military coffins that have been outdated so they would give them to us for like 10 bucks so you know that we use those wait 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 houses. what do you mean used so i can actually explain that one okay um so <laughs> when when someone is transported home uh-huh. um when there when there's a fatality and someone's transported home they have a series of what are called deck coffins. You get transported home in that. They do the military honors in that. But when you actually go to your hometown, if you get mm-hmm. if you don't get buried in Arlington, then they'll take the body and put it into you know a, a different coffin or something uh, selected by oh, the family. Okay. So that's but, that's probably what it means by used. Right. But the idea of a used coffin is really creepy. Yeah. That is just ooh. Yeah, and it's and it's uh. Oh, you know, they, just think about how big a coffin is and how how not used it gets by the military. Right. They don't have just, you know, hundreds of thousands of these things just sitting in warehouses all over the world. You know, they use about, uh, I, I couldn't tell you, but probably about a thousand. But, but that and makes more sense how, how that if, works. if the military reused the coffin. That's like fine. I, don't, I mean, that makes sense, you know. But to sell used coffins just seems a bit... Whenever they update, the co- like the current coffins they use now are different than the ones that they had even when I was in service. So uh, the ones now have like cooling boards built in and everything ah, uh, oh, to wow. preserve the body. There's me as a, my, my zombie. I like it. I like it. My girlfriend does uh, makeup and stuff like that. And she did, um, she did something the other night that I thought was terrifying, but I let her sleep in the same bed. <laughs> i love it i love it was it having on... was it something to do with makeup or yeah some yeah, kind of a does, sexual position or <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah okay <laughs> she's not down here so don't pull me <laughs> But my house, actually, for this will be our 24th year that we, we cover our whole house and, and our front yard. You can't see anything unless you come inside. But it takes me about three weeks to uh, build the maze. Wow. And uh, I've got like, oh, yeah. sound systems, awesome. smoke machines, lasers. And it's not Snoopy at all. Like, I go for crying. I don't care who they are. I don't care how young they are. I want crying, and I want people falling down the driveway. <laughs> and I tell the crew that comes in, look, if someone cries and falls down the driveway and they're can candy spills take the candy dump it in the in our candy pot and keep going <laughs> that's right that's right everybody so knows us 
my Man. goal with the coffin is to actually reach out of the coffin and try to steal candy and bring it back in. <laughs> and if I get caught, I'm just going to come out of it and start screaming, you know, maybe with one of these masks on that you got back there. <laughs> yeah. I think you guys need to need yeah. to hook up there. You guys on Halloween. Need to, uh, yeah. need to get together. Are you in but... Oklahoma? I'm in Edmond. You're in Edmond? Oh, man. Yeah, we yeah. can make this happen. Yeah. Do you know the mask that you got to wear if you go to a store and stuff? Like, the, you know, you've, everybody's got a mask up? Nope. You, <laughs> I, I do, but nope. Oh, oh. <laughs> well, so my, my mask that I have that I wear out to stores and wherever I'm going and stuff is only from here down. It's okay. Pretty, it's that whole deal. So I, I what wear that. What do you have that. against the forehead? I'd just wear that. I would just wear that as it is. I, I've thought about it, but you know, if you're covered up the whole way, I, I've tried it a couple of times. But they, you know, uh, they they you ha they have to identify you partly somehow. So I'm like, well, crap. But I saw Jamie Cle huh. Jamie Lee Curtis wearing this mask, so I'm like, I gotta find it. So I found it, and it covers right here. It's just this part of Michael Myers, but it's great. I like to just like go into like you know buying stuff, and I'm just like that, and they're like, it's really <laughs> creepy to try to give you. Like they don't even want to look at you. <laughs> okay yeah. guys i All think right. we could go on a halloween i think we'd let you two go on about halloween for the rest damn it uh, well Probably. maybe we should uh get this episode out just before I, halloween yeah well <laughs> hey that would be great that would be a good yeah yeah um, just so, make sure you guys see my tiktok because i because it's all i i stand by for my halloween stuff yeah well you know we're gonna ask you is there any uh personal items thrown off a uh, carrier uh well off of a carrier i wouldn't know i didn't i didn't really go on a carrier that much but yeah all the time all the time <laughs> we're throwing you know we get we get real petty out there uh over, over dumb stuff <laughs> I know the, the one guy actually got kicked out of the Navy uh, playing a joke. He was taking out the trash one night, and, and I know that we're not supposed to litter in the ocean or whatever, but this was like 14 years ago, and things were a little lax back then. But this guy, he uh, as he threw the trash off the side of the ship, he, he kind of like pitched his voice to sound like he was yelling far away, like, ah. Oh. <laughs> and then, and then of course, the splash came, right? Yeah, exactly. Man <laughs> overboard, right? <laughs> so the splash came, and of course, everybody freaked out. I saw him do it, so I thought that was pretty funny, and I didn't think anything of it. And so I just kept walking about doing my own thing. And then all of a sudden the man overboard drills started going on and I was like, Oh man, that's not good. <laughs> oh wow. What is the signal on the cruise ship? It's Mr. Mob, Mr. Mob, man yeah. overboard. What is it for the Navy? It's just, it's just the general alarm comes on and uh, the, there's a guy that comes on and he just says man overboard. And then the, the ship starts turning. And if you're not, if you don't grab something real quick, uh, you're, you're going to get, you're going to get pitched on your side or something's going to fall on you. Wow. So you got to kind of look out. So what type of ship were you on? So I was in a mobile security unit. So we went on everything except for, I, I mean, some, like some of our guys would go on carriers, but not really. Uh, we just got attached to different groups. They were going through like, what would they consider high risk areas? So if you're, if you got an American vessel going around Somalia, right, there's probably right. going to be, Pirates, yep, yep, yep. a team of guys that are hanging out, waiting. That's what and most of it is. It's just and how big out. are those ships? Like how many people are on them? Oh, they, they can be as small as a, a tugboat all the way up to oh. an aircraft carrier. I mean, it if it's if it's considered a U.S. asset or carrying U.S. assets, uh -huh. that's that's where they'll deploy one of those teams. And the ships that you were on, what, what size were those more or less? 
all of them. Uh, oh, you I did mean, them all. I was, Different I was ones. on the Catawba. I mean, some of them are even civilian ships. Um, occasionally, very occasionally, um, if it's a if it's a U.S. born cruise ship uh, going through like the Suez, right? Occasionally, uh, a team will get dispatched out to that. But I didn't get to do that. I was upset. <laughs> uh, yeah. I always seem to miss that cut by like one. Uh, you know. Uh, you're in trouble. You can't go. <laughs> so, yeah, that would have been a very different experience getting on on one of those cruise ships. Well, I, I, I talked to some of those guys, and they were like, honestly, it wasn't really fun because we weren't allowed to participate oh, really? in anything, and they were basically just escorted back to their to their assigned living quarters if they weren't out at the gun post. Which temporary gun posts are pretty. They're not fun. <laughs> no, I, I can't imagine. They're usually out in the sun be. somewhere. So, Willis, did you have a story that you wanted to tell, or can I can I suggest one? You can suggest one. I don't know if I'm going to tell it. <laughs> <laughs> well, we've been talking about the ship fires, and you told me that great ship fire story. Oh, yeah. Can you tell that one, or do you want to tell something different? It's up so, to you. So, yeah, I mean, I, I can tell you what, what had happened on it. I, I can't necessarily produce a lot of names because some of those guys no. are still in the no, Navy. No, no, I, yeah. no, 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 no names. names. Uh, yeah. no, no names. But, and, but I, I thought it was great. That, yeah. So, yeah. Unless you're on a so, cruise ship, then we want everybody's full name. <laughs> right address and social yeah so uh no um so so i can tell you which ship it was because this one caught fire a lot apparently um as i was <laughs> as i was reaching out to some of the guys trying to get a hold of them to figure out hey like this is this is what uh we're doing and whatever can i use your name and they're like no um but the there was the mv virginian okay so it was uh, it was one of those ships that has like two cranes on it and it self unloads and anyways one of the one of the things that it occasionally will carry is it'll carry a bunch of munitions and stuff now this i mean it doesn't always carry it so you know if you're a terrorist listening to this please don't go bomb that ship because you think that it's got something on it it, it probably doesn't <laughs> yeah i guess i guess it was an older vessel that was like from germany and they sold it to like the english and the english sold it to us and then we you know parted it and then put it back into service and well on this on this one particular trip they had you know like seven million tons of explosives on board uh, Man, so if it, if it was like in the if it was in the non-nuclear arsenal we had it <laughs> so um and of course you know we picked it up in greece uh it was it was a good time in greece and um lots of stories about that <laughs> but uh yeah it caught fire um somewhere somewhere out in the indian ocean because we were, we were coming back around the saudi peninsula up up near like Iran. Mm -hmm. And um, the thing it caught fire, and I guess this has happened a few times to the point where the captain was just like, okay, look, if, if this doesn't get controlled, we're just going to leave because the amount of time uh, it will take to try to deal with this, it's just going to, it's just going to explode. And of course me, I was all of like 19 years old and I was like, that sounds cool. Yeah. All right. <laughs> and then my chief was just like, that's not cool because the explosion that this thing will make will be so vast that it'll actually meet the ocean floor and separate. So wow. I was like, wow, cool. We better get on those boats right now then. And he's like, yeah, even if we get on, it might not be enough because their, their lifeboats are made to, you know, roll and right. do the whole rough seas thing, but they're not made for impact explosives. So he's like, we gotta, we gotta make this happen or we're probably not going to go home. <laughs> wow. And there was a, there was one guy that, he was a total dirtbag. I can't use his name, and I wish I could. Uh, he was a total dirtbag. Everybody kind of – he was a slacker. He didn't really – you know, nobody really liked him that much. I mean, I liked him, but, you know, I liked everybody. So uh, he was like, well, what – you know, we were, we were 
with the emergency crews trying to put this out because the ship's crew wasn't very big. It was probably like maybe 21 people. Yeah. And they were like, yeah. we just, there's no way. We, the, the engine, uh, I think two of three engines were just completely melted and the compartments were the just melted shut. Wow. And the fire suppression wasn't doing it. And this guy was like, well, what if, what if we just blow a hole in the side of the ship and just flood the engine room? That was a choice? Yep. And so Jeez. that's that's what they did. They they got on the <gasps> lifeboats and they sacked up a bunch of stuff and and attached it to the back end of the boat and short of scuttle. I mean, we 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 went through all the all the compartments and airtight down all the compartments around that area. Yeah, he blasted a hole in the ship and, and just uh, it just it was just smoke. You know, I just remember there's so much smoke coming out of this thing. And so they that's how they had to they just flooded the engines out and. Well, that's the, I mean, so he saved the ship, kind of. Oh, yeah, he got he got a Navy Achievement Medal for that, but they, they would have given him something better, but then they would have to disclose exactly what it was for, and blasting holes in your own ship kind of <laughs> looks bad. <laughs> so that's, that's, that's one thing that I thought was pretty cool. Any of that. I mean, just a fire on a no. ship by itself is one thing. On a ship carrying all kinds of whatnot, ex- highly explosives, is another thing uh being on that and deciding eh, i think we got to blow a hole in the ship to save it uh, yeah that's wow so it, far... it got it it got tugged back i mean it didn't even have enough capacity to, to operate itself so it got tugged back to <laughs> wow. yemen or oman <laughs> wow i'm surprised it didn't sink but i guess it well, was just they compartmentalized it enough that yeah the when, water once, only went into one sector i mean you guys you guys have all been on ships i mean it's yeah. it's uh one fire zones yeah you you can lock up pretty much in anything tight zones, um, right. unless unless it starts melting through the wall yeah. which in this case it, it it had started to do that from the engine room so wow. i mean you could you could feel it in the hallway you know, it, 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 not even on that side of the ship, you could feel it, the heat coming through. And it's just like, holy cow, this is really bad. <laughs> wow. I mean, I don't think the average person, like, again, I'm, I, I'm not a military person. Nobody in my family is a military person. Like, I have no experience. So excuse, like, the really stupid questions I'm going to have. But oh, it's okay. It's, I mean, to me, it's really interesting because it's something I know nothing about. So I just think it's fascinating that 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 was even an option to like, you know, shoot a hole in the side of the ship, you know, to really save it. I mean, it's, it's mind boggling to me. It's wow. It's just, it, but that's kind of, of the whole, yeah. that's kind yeah. of their whole mindset though, is how can we do this by blowing something up? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> how can we solve this? How can we solve this problem by really blowing something up? I mean, if, if someone if someone was looking for a broom and I thought that we could we could use some artillery, I, you know, I would put that on the table. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. this is what Brad has to deal with working with me on a daily basis. So when they, so me, when they go, yeah, I mean, it's highly entertaining all the time. Yeah, it's very foreign to me. So I find this fascinating, like really fascinating, because it's I'm 180 degrees. You know, well, well don't different. think we're a bunch you, of geniuses. When you go down around, and find okay? like, <laughs> well, no, you, I'm not exactly thinking that, but it's just a different mindset. It's just a very different mindset, and I'm sure some of it is through training, but it's just a very different mindset. And from me previously thinking like, you know, when I was younger, I and I've thought this along the way. One, I think every American should serve. I think it should. We should. 
everybody straight out of, I think we should, because I think we'll learn a lot more, whether it's just a year or whatever, but just, you know, and I'm not saying, you know, get them, whether it's training or whatever, but I think every American should go through that. I felt I would have benefited from that sort of training or, you know, to get, I think that, um, what do you call it? Uh, I can't think of the word right now, but discipline. I, I could have used that discipline. I still think I'm not very disciplined, but I always thought if I would have served anywhere, probably would have been the Navy. I just found that the most interesting. But now hearing some of this stuff, I'm like, mm, I don't know if I really yeah, I don't it. think if you're in the Navy, no. you get to sing the song in the Navy. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 We well, no. I, I think it's a, it's a great thing by just looking at Israel and yeah. everyone has to serve. A lot, of, a lot of the positions were those really hot Israeli girls. That oh, my goodness. I got one of those. The immigration. <laughs> that, have you that guys been to Israel? Did, did you guys do? Bits? Well, no. Oh, God, no. Did you guys do Israel? Did you guys I, clear Israel? I've been to Israel. Been I to didn't Israel. do clearance there, but I've been to Israel once. It was the day after. I don't remember who was, who was the last Israeli prime minister had been murdered. Uh, and it was 1995. I don't remember which one it was, but I, I, we, the ship that I was on stopped in Haifa that day, and I went ashore. And it was really Haifa. weird. It was really, really weird. Just be, you could feel the tension, and you could feel the somber mood anywhere you went. It was, it was just really, really bizarre. I think it was Menachem Begin. Was it? I don't, I don't remember. I think so. But, but let's get back to the hot yeah. Israeli. Yeah. yeah. Uh, immigration girls because you're bringing us down yeah no uh the hot israeli immigration girls i'm gonna tell you from experience now i know my girlfriend's like holding her breath and gonna scream at me when she hears this part it's It's not what you think they do tear gas testing all the time they are they're like immune to it okay so so you see these like these navy guys come into the chamber because it's a little it's a little chamber that holds about 30 people there's like a hot little bunsen burner thing up front and they put a little tablet on the top. And that tablet, you know, that's what releases all the tear gas. But so anyways, you see these like Navy guys come in, you know, because you, you don't know who you're going to, after boot camp, you don't know who you're going to do the, the testing with. It's whoever's got to do it that day. Whoever's got to qualify. Anyway, so sometimes we do com- uh, combined task force stuff, other nations and things. And this one chick was from Israel. And I was just like, well, this is going to, this is going to look terrible. You know, this, like, like Brad said, this smoking Betty is going to walk in here and... <laughs> Uh, it did look terrible. Uh, she didn't cry a bit. All the rest of these guys are like choking and hacking and like, oh, you know, like trying to say their names, you know, and, and she's just sitting there just like, it's yep. kind of like, it's kind of like pepper sauce. Uh, you would think that you would think that she was a statue sitting in the back, just watching all of her, all of her allies just come into parts and pieces uh, while we're choking to death, waiting, waiting for someone to open the door. <laughs> That's impressive. That's impressive. Yeah. Uh, I did a, a Tough mutter a long time, a few years mm-hmm. back. It was the hardest thing that I've done so far. Part of it is we had to crawl through this space called the Crybaby. And it was a, what, three and a half foot by 20 foot by 10 foot wide. And it was filled with tear gas. And you had to crawl through the thing. And we're crawling from and throwing up and stuff. And you get through <laughs> it. And I mean, it's just, you can't see anything because your eyes are stinging and you're closing and you're bumping into everybody, but didn't like that. Then we had to go get tased and stuff. So, okay. All right. Willis, tell us a story. No, uh, I thought you had one in your pocket that you were going to tell. I do. And you know where my pocket is? It's upstairs. So uh, (laughs) (laughs) that's why I keep looking around and waiting for somebody to come down here and interrupt me so I can go get my bag. Uh, um, Yeah. Okay. I'll I'll go grab it real quick. (laughs) 
Okay, I'm going to go grab a glass of wine. I can see why you like listening to him because I'm really engaged and I, I want to hear more. Like, I can't wait because I'm just not a military. Oh God, I don't know. I don't hear military stories. Like I have we've, no idea. We've only scratched the surface. Oh, I know. I know. <laughs> I, I can imagine. But I, I'm like really excited to hear more. I think this yeah. is going to be a two, three, four part one because I'm just going to have so many okay. more questions. And I've, I've got it. This is this is uh, this is something. Okay, go. So, oh no, he's here, Brad. <laughs> no wine for Brad. Wow, oh, we're we're doing a beer timeout. Hang on, beer timeout. Yeah, beer timeout. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, the love boat. <laughs> no, I do find this interesting because I, you know, I, I'm I'm really interested to hear this sort of perspective that I I've never talked to anybody about. So I'm, it's, it's really interesting to me. Oh, get ready. Yeah. But uh, what I find funny is Brad saying like the hot Israeli girls. And I'm thinking, no, I want to hear about the hot Israeli guys. That's what I want to hear. <laughs> they, they got them. Yeah, I know. Uh, I know they do. It's right up my alley. <laughs> I know. I don't play ball for the other team, but you know what? I know a good looking guy when I see one. <laughs> there's like this view that the public has of the military right and you see all these commercials of like you know the few the proud the marines you know all that stuff and all these like war movies that they make if, if you ever get a chance i'm gonna do a plug for vet tv right now go watch some vet tv and that's what it's really like a bunch of gross frat boys doing <laughs> doing machine gun stuff and uh it's 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 not what you think it is, and it's not what it used to be. I yeah, it's called Vet TV. You'll you'll watch about ten minutes of it, and you'll be like, "Okay, there's something yes. wrong with Willis. That's fine." Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, but like, what's the one of my high What's the friends. best war movie you've seen that you feel is the most accurate, if any? Um, I got a long list of ones that aren't. Uh, yeah, I'm just Jarhead. assuming they all aren't, except the one that you're gonna say. Jarhead, Jarhead is probably the Hurt Locker. That's oh, a good yeah. one. Yeah, I saw that. The Hurt Locker is pretty accurate because there's I always this one person too. that that you just cannot stand and then there's another person who's totally rad and awesome to hang out with and i've got yeah. i got actually i've got stories about both if we're ready to go back on uh, oh, we're on we never left we had one guy and he was the worst he was the absolute worst he, you've met him actually you've met him in the bar he's the guy who i was a navy seal no you weren't oh god you know what yeah, i mean yeah, yeah, yeah you know yeah, girls you're, you're if you're listening yeah, to this yeah. you've met at least a dozen <laughs> of these um and so this dude uh, i met him i'll never forget the day i met this guy we we had uh, we were getting ready to graduate boot camp and one of the other departments brought in this kid. I won't say his name. They drag him in and he just throws the, the RDC just throws this guy at the foot of our RDC because they were friends. And he's like, okay, wait, wait, what's RDC recruit division commander. It's a, okay. it's, it's a drill okay. sergeant. Right. Okay. Navy's version of a drill sergeant. So, yeah. so their drill sergeant brings in this dude and just throws him at, at our drill sergeant's feet. And he's just like, I'm sick of this kid. I can't get him out, <laughs> but he sucks. Get rid of him. Wash him out. And and he left. That's all he said. And we were like, why do you bring him in here? You know, like, <laughs> this is 418. Like, we're, we've got all these, you know, we've done everything right this year. And they're like, okay, they want to wash him out. Let's start exercising. And I was like, oh, my God we just did this you know we, we just did a whole day of beating ourselves up and so because of some person we didn't even know we have to start all over with our physical training that day and i was like wow that's a wow. bad start yeah and so i was talking to this guy i was like what what did you do and he's just like that that guy's just a douche you know he's just jealous and i'm like i doubt that a 
I doubt that a drill instructor is jealous of you right now. I'm not jealous of you right now because we're probably going to blanket you later. You know? <laughs> it's okay. Like, to I those of us who don't again. know, what does blanket mean? It's a sock party. Blanket party? Yeah, it's a sock okay. party. Uh, okay. Look it up. I'm not going to explain that one. <laughs> okay. It's, uh, I it's saw, very I saw, and not, not for everyone. There's a, there's a good description of it in the, uh, in the Full movie. Full metal jacket. Full metal jacket. Uh, that's, a, that's a thing. It still happens. Not okay we should never do that but anyway so like and then i was as i was talking to him he's like yeah i'm i'm getting ready to to go to buds to be a seal and i'm like oh that's that's hardcore uh, good for you buddy and then and then i see him at the next place i go i go to the the police academy in, in san antonio texas at lackland air force base and there he is and i'm like why are you here okay whatever and i was covering for a friend of mine who was he you know he was we were we were roommates and he was having a cuddle, I think is what one of your guests said. Uh, having a cuddle. Having a, having a cuddle. Yeah, <laughs> having a cuddle. And, um, and I, I was like, oh, come on, dude, we got to go. Like they're, they're, they're calling out for muster right now. We got to, you know, that's attendance. And uh, so I, I go out there and he's just like, hey, bro, just just cover for me, cover for me. I'm like, yeah, OK, cool. I'll do that. And then, uh, you know, they say my name and, and, you know, my name is Bedard. And so his name at the, you know, starting with an H you know, is somewhere way down the line. So when they said his name, I was just like, here. And the guy behind me is like, hey, hey, wait, stop. That guy said here twice. Oh, what? Man. What are you doing? What you know, I turn back and I'm like, dude, I don't know what he's talking about. Like, what? <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, they started over. And, and sure as shit, it was this Pettit guy. This dude behind me. That's, that's just another uh-huh. term. Anyways, this this yeah. guy behind me. And there was the same guy that I saw in boot camp. And I was like, really? This dude? <laughs> oh, come on. And uh, so, that, so that started some troubles uh with us and i so we get to this uh you know i get in trouble obviously they go in they find out what you know what my buddy's doing and of course she gets in trouble too because she's supposed to be on duty and yeah there's all that and uh so we're all sitting there for our disciplinary review board and i'm and i'm looking over and this guy is there and i'm like why are you here again (laughs) and he's just like oh i you know he's one of those guys that couldn't clean his room and so anyways uh we get into this he's the fernando He's a Fernando. Yes. <laughs> Fernando. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> that sounds about right. <laughs> We're going to call him Fernando. So, so it's me and my buddy and his girlfriend and Fernando. We're all chilling, waiting. And, it, and normally, like, you have to go into a room. They yell at you for a while. They figure out what they're going to do to you. And then they, they send you on your way, right? Well, in this one, I guess there was a lot of us that day. So they had us in groups of four. And so we got to watch what he went in for. And it was, you know, the dirty socks and the can't clean his room or whatever and then he told them straight up i thought that if i ratted these guys out that you know i wouldn't have to have whatever happened to me and i was like are you kidding me Jesus. What? <laughs> you know, boo. Yeah. and so there'd be a my friend go up and and they're just yelling at us and i don't even remember what all they said and they're just yelling at us and uh one of the one of the senior chiefs that was there he was the chief at the time uh he uh was like he was talking about my dad and i guess he knew my dad or something like that and i was like oh great here we go because my dad's like uber marine corps hardcore like uh lives and dies the whole the whole uh-huh. thing yeah whatever that's yeah. his life that's cool um and so was was like, all right lots of lots of rhetorical questions and then uh you know he's like you know you're 
because in school you have like one chief that kind of goes along with your class and whatever and so he's like your class chief tells me you're just you're just the funniest guy on campus and I'm like you know straight face nothing and he's like well come on let's do it you know that I, I later found out this came from a movie he wanted me to tell him a joke and so I was like and, he, and then like there was just quiet and I was just like oh this is awkward do you, do you actually want me to tell you a joke team chief and he's like well come on we're waiting and I had to say it because it's the only one because he was going to make me do something. I, I either had to sing a song, tell a body part or, you know, whatever. And so the only one I could think of was, what do you, what do you call a black man who flies a plane? And he uh -oh. freaks out, right? He uh -oh. freaks out. He starts losing his shit and he's white and he starts going nuts. And he's like, are you kidding me? And the guy next to him is like, hard Italian and the three people down the row are all black and he's like are you kidding me are you gonna tell a black joke right now are you gonna oh, da, 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 and just started yelling and I was like see chief what do you call a black man who flies a plane and he's like I don't know Bedard but it's probably the end of your navy career and I was like a pilot you racist and, <laughs> <laughs> and he came out just just swinging at me and I was just oh man <laughs> and so the, the other the other black guys are laughing because clearly I just got the best of him and Chief Guglielmo, I can say his name, was just grabbing a hold of him and just yanking him back and they're like, get the hell out of here. They they got rid of us and they didn't they didn't they didn't get us in trouble for what we were in trouble for. So mm. I guess we got off on that one. That's that's a good story. <laughs> yeah, I, thought I was gonna tell a black joke on your on your show, huh? <laughs> I was nervous. I was, I was nervous. like, okay, I was like yeah, I'm gonna have to edit weird. way back here. Yeah, I, yeah. I was a little nervous, but uh, I am glad that uh, that was a, a very good story. Yeah, I made, I made him out to be a racist in front of his peers, and that didn't work out. So, <laughs> you know, it sucks, though. I found that guy again. Um, my second deployment, he he ended up in my unit, and he remembered I mean, that. What are the that. chances? Is is that pretty, pretty common? good? It is yeah, pretty, pretty good. To run a, um, come so you guys have this on. This is something that's similar between the Navy and um you know, civilian ships, mm -hmm. each person is an interchangeable part. Right. Okay. Yeah. So like you don't change, it's not like an airplane where they arrive and then the whole crew gets off and a whole different crew yeah. gets on. Um, it's you're, you're there for your time, you know, until right. it's time to go to another place. Yeah. That's, that's exactly the same as, as what we do. On, right. On, but on we, we talked about this, uh, Willis and I talked about this. The thing that's very different is that it is so much harder to get rid of people in the, in the military. Oh really? Whereas, whereas we oh, were yeah. really hard to get rid of people that were not good. And we could get rid of them very yeah yeah Any, anybody who wanted to get rid of somebody would get rid of them well, they yeah. would either set them up or they would just figure out but any simple excuse is. and just get rid of them and, and they would be gone yeah and, and they'd be gone right away whereas the military that doesn't happen they Even just, in, wow you know that's surprising government like if you're trying to get rid of somebody from local state or government you you know it's it's, well, it's it's government, yeah. you know, that's right. you have to go well, through. but you're talking about a political thing rather than the military. It's a lot easier yeah. to get rid of a, get rid of a state worker than it is anybody in the military. Well, that's really? what I was going to say in the military, it's federal. Like you have to show cause and you have to, everything is so but, regulated and guidelines. I would think that within the military, you wouldn't be able to set somebody up to fail. Oh yes, you can. Well, that's <laughs> what I thought. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yes, you can. <laughs> There's yeah. there's countless ways to set someone up to fail. Right. Uh, I mean, and, that's and usually, corporate America. That's no different. I mean, I, I'm not going to say that I've done it, but you the, could set people up to fail. The the problem is though is and and younger guys, it takes a while to learn this. That person that you just set up to fail isn't going anywhere. 
they are the warm, like, especially when you're younger, when you're that right. E, you know, yeah, when yeah. you're that E1 to E5, uh, that person isn't going anywhere because they're the warm butt in that seat that they need right. to to toe the line wherever that goes. You know, like it takes $40,000 when I was in and that was during the surge. So it was easy to get us in. Uh, it takes $40,000 to get someone from their house to their first assignment. Oh, because of all the training, all the, all the stuff that you have to do. So yeah. it's exp- right. The, so the food, the housing, the, right. the so insurance. So they're looking at it from a cost perspective of what oh, it costs yeah. to train, get somebody hired and trained and set yep. up. They're looking at from, from that cost pers- perspective that if you lose one of them, then you've just spent a ton of money for, for nothing. Yeah, but it's exactly. like in that, also, in if it works real, once, like, it'll work one. again that real life movie that was probably super close to the military stripes, you know, you get free food, free clothes. Free- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So close. I, it, uncanny. Yeah, sure. Stripes. Stripes must've been the most oh accurate. Uh, yeah. Absolutely. Oh, wait, come on. Private Benjamin. Uh, depiction of the, Oh, well, private yeah, Benjamin. Private yeah. Benjamin. You're probably too those, young for those that. Those two Willis. are probably, probably head and head. That's where I fell in love with Goldie Hawn. Yeah. Private Benjamin is a Goldie Hawn, early Goldie <laughs> Hawn movie. Hey everyone. That's all the time we have right now for part one of Willis's story. Please come back this Thursday for part two of Willis's intriguing stories while working on naval ships.